Chapter Thirty Two of Characters of Shakespeare's Plays by William Hazlitt. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. The Merry Wives of Windsor. The Merry Wives of Windsor is no doubt a very amusing play with a great deal of humor, character, and nature in it. But we should have liked it much better if anyone else had been the hero of it instead of Falstaff. We could have been contented if Shakespeare had not been commanded to show the knight in love. Wits and philosophers, for the most part, do not shine in that character, and Sir John himself by no means comes off with flying colors. Many people complain of the degradation and insults to which Don Quixote is so frequently exposed in his various adventures, but what are the unconscious indignities which he suffers, compared with the sensible mortifications which Falstaff is made to bring upon himself? What are the blows and buffetings which the Don receives from the staves of the Yangesian carriers, or from Sancho Panza's more hard-hearted hands, compared with the contamination of the buck-basket, the disguise of the fat woman of Brentford, and the horns of Herne the Hunter, which are discovered on Sir John's head? In reading the play, we indeed wish him well through all these discomfitures, but it would have been as well as if he had not got into them. Falstaff in The Merry Wives of Windsor is not the man he was in the two parts of Henry the Fourth. His wit and eloquence have left him. Instead of making a butt of others, he is made a butt of by them. Neither is there a single particle of love in him to excuse his follies. He is merely a designing, barefaced knave, and an unsuccessful one. The scene with Ford is Master Brook, and that was simple, slender's man, who comes to ask after the wise woman are almost the only ones in which his old intellectual ascendancy appears. He is like a person recalled to the stage to perform an unaccustomed and ungracious part, and in which we perceive only some faint sparks of those flashes of merriment that were wont to send the hearers in a roar. But the single scene with Doll Tearsheet, or Mrs. Quickly's account of his desiring, quote, to eat some of housewife Keech's prawns, and telling her, quote, to be no more so familiarity with such people, is worth the whole of the merry wives of Windsor put together. Ford's jealousy, which is the mainspring of the comic incidents, is certainly very well managed. Page, on the contrary, appears to be somewhat exorious in his disposition, and we have pretty plain indications of the effect of the characters of the husbands on the different degrees of fidelity in their wives. Mrs. Quickly makes a very lively go-between, both between Falstaff and his Dulcinea's, and Anne Page and her lovers, and seems in the latter case so intent on her own interest as totally to overlook the intentions of her employers. Her master, Dr. Caius, the Frenchman, and her fellow-servant Jack Rugby are very completely described. This last-mentioned person is rather quaintly commended by Mrs. Quickly as, quote, an honest, willing, kind fellow, as ever servant shall come in house withal, and I warrant you no tell-tale, nor no breed bait. His worst fault is that he is given to prayer. He is something peevish in that way, but nobody but has his fault. The Welsh parson, Sir Hugh Evans, a title which in those days was given to the clergy, is an excellent character in all respects. He is as respectable as he is laughable. He has, quote, very good discretions and very odd humors. The duel scene with Caius gives him an opportunity to show his collars and his tremblings of mind, his valor and his melancholy, in an irresistible manner. 
in the dialogue which at his mother's request he holds with his pupil william page to show his progress in learning it is hard to say whether the simplicity of the master or the scholar is the greatest nim bardolph and pistol are but the shadows of what they were and just as shallow himself has little of his consequence left but his cousin slender makes up for the deficiency he is a very potent piece of imbecility in him the pretensions of the worthy gloucestershire family are well kept up and immortalized he and his friend sackerson and his book of songs and his love of anne page and his having nothing to say to her can never be forgotten it is the only first-rate character in the play but it is in that class shakespeare is the only writer who was as great at describing weakness as strength end of the merry wives of windsor